Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Make Music Income podcast. This is episode number 27, brought to you by productionmusicacademy.com and makemusicincome.com. I'm joined here by my friend and co-host, Eric Copeland. My name is Stevie B. And uh, on today's episode, we are going to chat about being industrious and finding work as a composer. Not only is it a lot of work to actually write the music, you have to be industrious there as well, but you have to go out and find clients if custom composing is something that you're interested in, which is uh, for both of us, uh, you know, our client work is, uh, are still our top earners. This is something that we we talked about in the last episode. Um, And I've had a lot of questions and uh, commentary around finding work. Um, as as a composer for for hire or just as a you know as a freelance um, music producer uh, in the academy, there's been a lot of chat about that. I want to talk about that. I know Eric has a lot of thoughts about it as well. Um, so let's dive into it. But as always, before we start, um, why don't we do a little uh, week recap? What's been going on with you? Well, after a lovely Memorial Day of doing nothing but pool lounging for three straight days in beautiful weather. It was perfect weather every day. So uh, a lovely time uh, with my wife just for three days in the sun with good food, good drink, and it was a great time. And so back to school and back to work on Tuesday, um, uh, just trying to keep things going uh, for clients, uh, keep uh, all the balls up in the air on all the various recording projects I have. Um, and then, of course, finishing up this week, preparing for my next class at the school I'm teaching at that starts on Monday and uh, doing a bit of curriculum changing and things like that. And also continuing to, um, I did have a new piece of music income this week, and that is I was sponsored by a company to do a video, and that video will be out on my channel before this airs. So I'll just go, I can go ahead and say it. It's a company called DistroKid that I do all my distribution through to Spotify and to CD uh, and to um, all these other DSPs. I also use CD Baby for clients, and I use Amuse as well. I use SongTrader, but DistroKid is where I do the majority of all my distribution now out to the DSPs, and I just think they have a lot of cool things about them. So I'm so happy that they are my first sponsor. And it wasn't much, but it was, uh, you know, it was it was more or just about as much money as I made on stock music this month in May. So uh, I, I count that as uh, money that the channel is making. You know, uh, you have to look at sponsorships and affiliate marketing and things like that as part of the channel's income. So that's kind of cool. And so yeah. I've got a video coming out about distribution. Because I think it's one of those things, again, talking about being industrious, I think it's one of those things that we all have to do, and I know both of us are focused more on trying to get stuff out to our Spotify channels, yes. uh, that all the music that we're making and getting it out there. So mm-hmm. I'll be talking a lot about that in that video. Otherwise, I also caved completely this weekend. I received a check I didn't know was coming, and so Spotify... Uh, Spitfire's sale. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> got, Have you finished downloading album one yet? 
They finally got me. Yeah, well, yeah, it's down. And the beautiful part is it's NKS compatible, so I can call it all right up on this keyboard, each oh, yeah. patch, and go through it. And, and I don't have to use contact, which I'm not a big fan of, by the way. And yeah. I can call it right up here. So I've been fooling around with Albion 1, preparing to use that on some things. And it's so inspiring. Great, great package. So I look forward to working with that. Yeah, it's a great library. It was one of my first Spitfire libraries as well, and I, I still use it. Um, I still think it's a really well-rounded uh, and a great starter library for orchestral mm -hmm. music. So I think it's, it's really my first really good library. Yeah, you know, a, yeah. a costly good library that I bought it almost half off, and so mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very happy with it so far. Cool, man. How well, about you? Um, yeah, I had, I had a good week. Uh, it's cool about uh, DistroKid, and uh, I totally support that uh, that you're, you you have a little deal going on with them because I also um, use DistroKid. I only started using it this year uh, to get some of the tracks, um, my lo-fi stuff, uh, out to uh, to my Spotify profile. And yes, for sure, uh, I still have you know I have a back a bit of a backlog of music now that I want to get out to Spotify, mm -hmm. uh, and I've been studying uh, Spotify strategies a little bit more. Um, I've been actually um, uh, subscribed to uh, to an educational platform called Entrepreneur, uh, and these guys are actually based. I think they're based in Florida. They might be actually. I think uh, they're in Orlando. Orlando, I've yeah. Them. I've heard of them. Yeah. Yeah, um, and they do a lot of great stuff, and uh, they've um, got a whole you know component uh, in, on their on their end about Spotify uh, strategies and everything. So I'm I'm kind of trying to brush up on all the Spotify stuff because I'm a little bit behind. Um, and I'm excited to kind of put some stuff out there, uh, hopefully soon, but otherwise had a great week. I uh, did my live stream yesterday where I featured everyone's submissions from, uh, from the May challenge in the Academy. And again, great. once again, just blown away by everybody's work. Uh, everyone did such a fantastic job. It was so cool. Um, a lot of really unique and creative submissions. Uh, so it was a pleasure to to if put I'd those had out there. I'll be in just a few days earlier. I know, man. I could have gotten something in. <laughs> I checked my email but, that morning just to make sure. <laughs> just to make sure I didn't forget you. <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, I don't know. I guess I'm in like it's it's uh, it's it pains me to see the frustration that's kind of palpable in, in the Discord uh, community uh, surrounding the the stock earnings and stuff like that. And we were talking about this a little bit before we uh, we press record here. Um, I don't know. I guess it just it is you know it is not fair. Uh, it's it's an uneven distribution. There's a lot of people uh, you know are making a lot at the top, and then there's a lot of people that are uh, that are just suffering, seeing their earnings uh, dwindle. Um, and I think yeah, you know it's fair to say the distribution is just not is not even with the new uh, payout model. Um, and I guess I'm in like you know the I'm I'm one of the guys that just, that's doing well. We need to be responsible for the type of music that we make. I don't make as much as you because I don't make the kind of music you make. Um, and when I try to, it's not me. It's 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 something else that's I'm just trying to make music for something. And I I, I am much more now right now just in general in the uh, even without Albion One, I I started to make something for your uh, and listen and and try to make something for the, the competition that you had yeah. or, or, or the thing that you had. And I just wasn't into it at the time. You know, my heart wasn't there and I just, I didn't, I just felt, it felt like a little work and I didn't want to do work. I only want to create um, stuff that I, I love. And so yeah, that's, um, cool. that's why I'm not really 
I'm like th- th- throwing away taxi emails right now. I am not yeah. really making a lot of new stuff, and um, and I'm not. I, I'm just not doing. My cat is coming in here and causing all some trouble. Go away. Go on. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, cat. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, I I just I think that a lot of the stuff I do is very unique. It's very out uh, fringy. I sh- I would call it, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of times. Authors might be like me. They might be doing whatever they like to do, but it may not be necessarily what sells best on a motion array or a Pawn 5 or an audio jungle. And I think we have to take responsibility for that. And if you want to make the kind of money that a Stevie B or um, who was our friend that was on here on our. Lester. Or Lester, go listen to that music and copy it. Yeah, and you know make what? that kind of music. And it's funny that you say that because I actually used one of Lester's tracks as a reference. Uh, the other day I was writing some like some new rock stuff and I sent him the what I my, what I made and I said, "Hey man, I I just wanted you to know I used one of your tracks as a reference." I didn't I didn't like totally copy it or anything, but it was like similar structure and like uh, you know, same type of mix uh, profile. Um, and he was stoked. Uh, he was really stoked and kind of flattered um, that that I'd done that, but uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. It seems as though the the few tracks that uh, that have done well there that I put up just continue to do well. But uh, the downloads were the most they've ever been in a month. That's great. Yeah. But again, you are creating music that, again, I think people are looking for upbeat. It's it's also got a corporate and 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 different kinds of feel to it but again i tell people hey you want to make the kind of money they're making go make their their quality spend as much time and and effort as they're they're doing and i don't do that and uh, especially now i probably will do it less just because my motivations are down because it's bringing in so little income Mm -hmm. that i almost can't even uh there's other things that I want to do right now. There's, uh, I, I actually got one other piece of news. I got kind of a half commission to compose something for a group uh, that's uh, a strange um, kind of pairing of, of instruments that I've composed for before. Mm-hmm. And that is interesting to me right now. You know, it, it's <clears throat> probably not much money, if any money, but uh, getting commissions is a really cool thing. Uh, when people say, totally. I love that song you did, can you write us something else in that similar vein mm-hmm. uh, for similar instrumentation? To me, that's a challenge and that's fun. Uh, and and it, it's just funny how things are, you have motivation to do some things and you have mo- motivation not to do other things. And that's what we're really talking about today is yeah. what are you going to be industrious doing? And, and, uh, and, 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 the, and the reasons why people succeed over other people in different things, well, well, uh, but especially in music. Yeah, well, on that point, um, I think, you know, maybe the two, the, I mean, the two real reasons that people, I think, uh, find success in, in music production is that they're industrious on both the musical front, they produce a lot of music and push themselves uh, to, to write a lot of music. and they put themselves out there a lot um, and, and they're, you know, making um, whether that is working with music libraries or finding uh, custom work. Now, uh, so the, the sort of theme of, of today is like, how do you, you find that work? Well, let's start before you find, before you go out trying to find work, I think we need to talk about just like kind of setting yourself up properly. Um, we both have websites. Uh, I've, you know, I, you know, tell everyone that is, 
either an artist or uh, or you know a music artist, a pr- whether you're a producer, or a composer, or whatever. I really think that having a website is is incredibly important. Uh, it's your calling card, um, and it should, you know. I think you have to ask yourself like why what is the what is the reason that you have a website what is it for um something i want to address is that like i think that if depending on your website should reflect the kind of work that you want to do um you know it's like if if i'm looking to try to get like film scoring gigs or composing gigs i'm going to craft my website around that um and i think that it's important to not allow your website to just be confusing um, and, and, and you should be kind of like branding it to reflect the type of work that you want to do. Um, I noticed that uh, like a lot of people send me <clears throat> their websites to kind of review and like take a look at it before, um, you know, whether it's they're applying to Artlist or, or whether they're trying to find custom work and stuff like that. And one thing I noticed that like a lot of people do that are coming from like the stock music world or the, or the sync world is that, you know, a lot of people are like, us in that they write music in, in, in many different styles and, and genres. And I've seen like a, quite a few people kind of like um, embed like multiple different, uh, you know, SoundCloud playlists on their website with, and they all feature like totally different music. Um, I don't know. I mean, what what's really like is that could be confusing depending on who you're sending it to. Well, um, because, let's, let's put it this way. When I, when I worked full time, um, all right, let's start with me as a composer uh, slash producer mm-hmm. and music for sync. I have a, a site called positivespinsongs.com. And when you go there, it says music for TV, film, blah, blah, blah. And then the first thing you see on that page is these squares that list different kinds of music that I have done, different genres, different albums, things like that. When they click on each one, it takes them to a disco playlist that they can go through and listen to immediately. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fool around. It, it and, and it's 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 pretty. It 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 looks good, but it it's focused on the music that I make, not me or or the, even the musicians that are part of it. But it's focused on the thing that it that's we're sending people there for exactly. is to see and hear the music, and mm-hmm. they need to know right away. Now, as soon as I have like placements that are on YouTube or something, I'll put those on there, right? I also, I do have YouTube videos up of, of, the, of that we've done for some of the songs, but mostly it's these playlists that they can go, probably about 12 or more playlists that they can go to and listen to. Mm-hmm. And, and then there are deeper pages where they can go find out about me and my history and things like that. But immediately, first page, I want them going and listening to music. And I think any composer or producer, I'm not saying you can only have to be a composer for people. You can just be someone who mixes people, who exactly, who yeah. produces them and uh, does mixes for them and or orchestrates and arranges for them. Yeah, yeah. And, and your very front page should probably be something that's showing off what you've done. And, and let people know that's what you do because people will want what other people are having if they like what you're doing for people. I, to... I, I absolutely agree. And I think that, um, like, if you take my website, for example, uh, there's so many things that I could put on my website, on my bio and everything, right? So I could say that I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> I run the Production Music Academy. I, I have this company called Production Music Tools. I, uh, I write lo-fi hip-hop. Uh, for Artlist, I, I, do, I do composing. I'm in a band. There's so many things that I do, um, and that I've completely, I, I've just leave those things off the website because it's like, look, 
like what do you want to tell people on your website because if if you're telling every if you're telling people that you can be the jack of all trades musically it's it's not necessarily the the right move if it if you're if you've designed your website to try to find film scoring work i mean that all is just like extra noise to anyone who's coming there to check out my my film scoring stuff and you'll notice that if you go to my website at stephenbettle.com yeah i'm trying to go there right now yeah it's it's all it is is a picture of me that says Stephen Bettle uh composer what i don't even know what it says it says freelance music composer based in vancouver canada is the tagline that's it right and and then there's a picture and then all it is is just my demo reels like yeah all that and that's and that's by design, right? It's like that's better than I, I like that. Last time I saw it, it was had a lot of stuff from your band and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I cleaned I think it up. This is much more uh, who you are, and boy, it gets right to the point. Which it's is right the same the thing with with what I was talking about with positive spin. And then up in the right corner has all your socials, so they want to see what you're doing social social wise. <clears throat> exactly. And so so they can click off my website and go to my Spotify and see that I'm doing other types of music, and it's not necessarily going to hurt. The, my brand or the website uh you know what i mean but the the one page of the website ha i really feel like it has to be clean and right to the point um and it should yeah. be and it should be reflecting what how you see how you want to be you know seen as as a uh, as a freelancer um you know that website is specifically designed to help me get uh custom work and every paying client that i've ever had has scrutinized that website and looked and, and looked at it. Um, Make sure for those who are watching or listening later that you put your website in in this. I mean, I'm sure your website's probably in all of them, but but up at the top, put your website and the and the positive spin song site so people can see examples. My personal website is a mess right now because it, it's although if you go to ericcopelandmusic.com, I start off with with works. It just says works. That's all it says right. on the front page. Right. It just says works, and then it just has all sorts of lists and and videos and different things. It's mostly YouTube videos, similar to yours. It's it's mostly videos of different pieces, but they're all over the place. Um, they're jazz, they're classical, they're pop, they're the rise for the Production Music Academy scoring challenge. I mean, it's every, it's everything. <laughs> right. And uh, I, I do that by design because it's my personal site, and and. I, unlike you, I kind of my brands are are where I do my work as far as uh, as as with clients. They mm -hmm. find me through my brands, and I I approach sync libraries as positive spin songs. I approach stock libraries as from the moment music, and I approach uh, jazz from player a jazz. I, I I have brands that do everything for me, but if they want to see what what I do, um, they go to my ericcopelandmusic.com site, and that's a very personal site. And it talks about education and the different things I do there. But um, yeah, still, it's very much like yours in a way. It, it, it's all about, here's what I do, here's what I make. Mm -hmm. If you, if you, I don't bill myself as a composer for hire as much as a person like you do. Well, that's ex I, that's exactly the difference is that, you know, and, and the way you've designed it may totally work for you. Um, the, the only reason that I my, mine is the way it looks is because I just it's it's that's meant, all you have. It's meant that's to be a thing. calling card for custom composing. That's what I use it for. That's what I built the website for. Otherwise, yep. I wouldn't I wouldn't have a website. So and people who want to know about the academy go to the academy website. Exactly. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So and then I have a separate website for my band. You know. So it's like 
It's all separate, just like you have so, separate websites. I know people watching this might say, a website seems so old-fashioned and so um, so like yesterday. Isn't it all about TikTok and Instagram and, and Facebook? And I'm going to tell you that no client is going to go look for your music on Instagram. They're going to go, when they're ready to hire you, and it doesn't matter if it's a corporate client or a personal client, they're going to go gonna want to know where your webs your business website is it's um it's a business card online yeah you know i mean it's like at least that's been my experience i mean maybe moving forward in the future the websites will become obsolete and people will only look at your uh, whatever uh, social media but i can tell you from personal experience that the website is still incredibly relevant uh and and uh i can see the traffic that it that it gets you know like I, I, people that i reach out to go there i mean it's on the yep. it's on the uh the signature of my of every email i send uh you know people go there yep. they, and, and it, it it shows you know what is it, it's like what does it say to people it was it says look like here's what he is and 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 there's work that i've done right on that front page that i can check out it's like to very me, very simple i call it a legitimacy factor it's or legit- a prover exactly you know yeah. it, it proves legitimacy of what you are and what you do to actually see and hear it and and then say oh this is the guy that's his website.com and and uh but it works that way with brands too so if you decide to not do this under your name and you decide to do it with a brand name that works as well mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, like it does for your academy or it does for my my different businesses so either way i i think that you know if, if you are someone who networks a lot personally with people and you're out and about in those kind of things then maybe a business card with this same website on it is an important thing to give away yeah um, no, back I, in the day I, so. I used to give out cds and the cds had all the information on it but they were also things that people play now they don't so now it's about probably a business card the best business card would be a really nice looking professional business card on the front and on the back a qr code that yeah. leads them to your website, yeah, <laughs> and maybe and maybe maybe a uh, a link tree or something like that that totally, they can man. check out different things. Totally. So <clears throat> another th- another thing, like so let's so we've uh, sort of established that having a website is important. Um, another question that I get from the, from the whole like like okay website good check. Uh, how do you get how do you like put, like put a demo like reel together when you haven't done any professional work? Um, that's a little bit more complicated, but um, all Maybe. I can say all I can say is that just for, like if you if we go back in time and look at, at my website before I did uh, I had any uh, professional gigs, um, it was a, it was uh, a mishmash of stock footage that I'd scored and uh, a few projects that I'd worked on for free. And uh, and that was like a, that was a starting point, you know. And I think that you have to have you have to sort of start somewhere. And I think that that's like a good place to start. I, I just got creative with it and resourceful. And there was a demo reel well before I had uh, any any like you know real uh, big brand uh, brand names or anything like that attached to my to my name. So, well, there's two things I think about on this. If in fact you have only ever been an artist on your own then that means you've likely been making recordings of your own just as an artist, okay? And to be honest, that's how I got my first gigs. I showed people my recordings and they said, can you record me? Yeah, right. Now, I would bet though, a lot of people who are watching this podcast right now or listening to it already have 
songs up on Pond 5, already have songs up on different uh, licensing places. Mm-hmm. You are ready. You have your you have your your catalog and your portfolio to show to people. And this is one of the things that I preach to my students. Everything that you create in these classes, everything that you mix is is a possible portfolio piece mm-hmm. that is going to possibly bring you work because people want to see that. So I think that um, that that is a question. And how do you how do you do that? And then so if you're at that very beginning spot and you're listening to this and you're going well, I don't even have song one to show anybody. Well, then you have some work to do. You have to, your your industriousness needs to be spent on making good music and getting that done first. But I would bet that most people listening to this already have music made that they can put that together on. Mm-hmm. Some of you may have half-assed a SoundCloud or something like that. Trick that sucker out, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah, there's, you, know? there, you gotta start somewhere, right? And like, yep. yeah, just exactly, like get get a SoundCloud together put your spotify together uh put your tracks on a playlist on your website anything just get it started just get it started because i mean like i could you know i wouldn't even want to see my website like if we if we rewound the clock a few years and i looked i'd be like oh my god but i i had it up there anyway just because i was like well i gotta start somewhere i gotta put this together and then over the years you know it's just it just grew i just cultivated it and now you know it's like i got some some professional work to show for but it, it didn't happen like overnight it was like it was a long process one last thing i'll say about putting a music website together and here's another one that you could show off which is my creative soul online.com site and that really focuses on producing other people it's not about my music it's not about the music that i make for me or for licensing it's about the music that I help other people make. Hmm. And I, I think this is one thing I was trying to talk about today is that it's not just about composing. I know a lot of people listening to this are composers, but you could also be just be producers that are looking for work. And the way to do that is not to highlight yourself, but to highlight your clients. Highlight the work you've done by showing them. Show them in the studio. Show their work on your SoundCloud. And again, this might be a business a studio business or a production, a producer uh, website or something like that. Yeah. And I always, and my entire Instagram was always built on taking pictures of the people in the studio and people at their photo shoots and people doing those things because that was what other people who could be a client for me wanted to do themselves. So they want what they see on your site. And, and so if it's not a company coming to get Stevie or Stephen Bedall's uh, music, there it's a company coming uh, to Creative Soul to produce them and produce everything about them, produce their whole album and be their label, so to speak. Yeah. And so they want those services, and those are how you make money. And that's that site needs to show that business. And I, I don't think enough people think about this. I, I People have asked me this through the years. How do you how do you find clients? How do you get out there and find clients? I said, I make it about the clients. And and I think too many producers, when I start telling them about, I talked about this a minute ago in my in my um, my live. I was like, when I when I would sit down with a, a session player and they were like, how do you build this business up and have so much work and and have mm-hmm. so much income coming in? Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's because. I start and I talk about building the website and, and working with artists and helping them from their songs or, or consulting with them and doing all this stuff and their eyes glaze over because it doesn't sound like fun to them. 
to to do anything but make their own music. Yeah. And so uh, it, in order to be a successful producer or studio, you really have to be into the service business. And that is something that is very hard to to to, uh, to, to convince people to do. If you're watching this and you're a producer and you want to serve people and get paid to do it, then you need to show yourself or show you with the clients. You need to show the clients you're producing. You need to show a Stevie B site, but every video is not you. It's the client. It's uh, and so, and by doing that over and over, and people seeing those videos of artists doing this, and artists in the studio, and artists at the photo shoot, they're like, "Oh, that's what I want. I want to do all that stuff." Yeah. And yeah. so that becomes business because people email you going, "I've been wanting to do my music, and so can you help me?" And boom, you have new clients. Yeah. Yeah, we are here to serve. That is the that is so true. So so yeah, I think that uh, to your point about serving, I think that is a great point to make. And I think that when we talk about networking, I think that we have to have service in mind when we approach people. Um, and uh, yeah, I was just thinking about you know some a question that someone asked in the in the academy today. Like he was uh, kind of picking my brain about networking and and finding work, and he was saying as an example, he's like, well, what if I, I found a lot of, um, uh, you know, this one particular company, they're posting some videos without any music in the background. Um, I don't know where he saw them, maybe on YouTube or, or some kind of, you know, uh, ad that was he was served somewhere. But uh, he's like, would it be cool to reach out to them and, um, you know, ask them if they, you know, want to use my music in the background of, the, of their videos? I'm just like, why not? You know, that's mm -hmm. a great way to approach a conversation. That's how you that's how you approach conversations in real life. You know, you come up and you, you don't want to ask for something right away. You want to say, hey, you, you know, can I can I do something? Can I do this X thing for you? And I mean, that's a great way to start a relationship. You come in uh, asking if you can be of service in some way. I mean, that's a great way to, 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 to get the ball rolling. Right. Um, when it comes to, to networking, I think you have to be really um, it takes a lot of work, but I think you have to be a little bit more careful about, you know, like, like for example, I think that just emailing, um, like the general inquiries, uh, like email address of like some of, of a production company or an ad agency or something like that is generally just not going to get you, uh, any, any returns, uh, on your effort. No. These, uh, these companies get hundreds, you know, of emails every single day. So the, I think where you have to be kind of tricky and uh, and and smart about things is you have to like do a little bit more research. Uh, so, for example, I was I was telling someone in the, in the academy uh, just uh, yesterday that um, there's a production company that's based just outside of Vancouver here, which does tons of content that is like very like ama it's amazing. They're a well-known production company that I've wanted to work with for years, um, and they produce all sorts of outdoorsy type content. Which is kind of like you know uh, some of the brands that I've worked with, worked with like Patagonia, uh, for example, are, are that is sort of my specialty. I do like you know a lot of uh, outdoorsy type um, stuff. Some of the cinematic, folky type tracks that I write are really well suited to that kind of uh, content. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I could have reached out to this production company and just like, to their general inqu inquiries, you know, email or whatever, and just being like, hey, I'm you know I'm Steve and love to work with you. But you know that email is almost for sure for sure going to get missed. Um, so what I did instead was like, I looked at their roster of videographers. Um, they had many, you know, many filmmakers that work for them. Um, and I s decided to start networking with them instead, you know, like look at the team that's working uh, for this big company. Um, and, and these videographers, 
you know, they're not just working exclusively exclusively for this this production company. They're they're being contracted to to do all sorts of work, which could potentially um, require a, a, like a, a custom composition at some point. So uh, what what made more sense to me was instead of just like send an email to the to the top dogs, uh, you know, start building friendships and relationships with the people that work for for these companies because i mean i mean these guys are always in positions where uh you know they're they have a contract and they might be like you know looking for for a track so it's like you know you want to sort of reach out and network with people who are at your at your level um i really think that if you just aim for the top uh it generally is just it's just, you're just it's just going to fall flat well, it's like the question I got in my live a minute ago, where the guy said, "Should I just go to a label to release my my song, my hip hop song? I'm mm -hmm. like, or an EDM song? I'm like, dude, what world are you living in? That this that's not how this works. It's really never how it's worked. I mean, um, you have to know somebody or or figure out a unique way in rather than." to just get in. I mean, then just send your email or say, oh, well, this record label should put out my stuff because I'm awesome. Um, I watched a video last night that was very good um, about, uh, it was Ari. I don't know if you know Ari Herstand, yeah. Herstrand, but he had a great uh, interview with a sync licensing pitching company. And the girl that was on there, she said, you know, if someone just sends something to info at our company saying, hey, I'm a great producer or I'm a great songwriter, I've got, mm -hmm. or we're a great band or blah, 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 then it may or may not get seen by the people that, you know, that, that are, are watching the emails. But if they dig down enough to find my email and they know that I am the person who deals with the bands and they send something to my email they have a better chance of being seen because they did some work. Exactly. They were industrious. Exactly. You know, they, they, this, is, this is exactly the point I'm trying to make. And it's so funny that, that you had, with reference to the label thing, because like I just had a friend here that was visiting um, from out of town, and he was he's an amazing producer. He writes like this incredible electronic music. And he's just been sitting on this pile of incredible music that he showed me. And he's just like, oh, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I can't get a, like a label, you know, interested to, to release it, and uh, you know, like, and it seems like the labels just don't have any way to like. Submit. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, yeah. just self-release this music. Put it out there. You got it. Like, you got no presence online whatsoever. You haven't even started like a. You know, there's you don't have a Spotify profile, a SoundCloud account, nothing, and you're just sitting on these tracks waiting for a label to jump at the chance to like release them. You got to give them a reason to to be interested, man. Yeah. You know, it's like you just start somewhere, put out like start your profile, self-release this music. You got to get well, the we, ball we rolling. We teach that at the school. We teach that labels don't go out and look for new music. In other words, they don't take unsolicited submissions at all, especially the major labels. All in, all artist development is done either by the artist and or a, an independent label now. And so uh, then someone brings it to a label's attention saying, now they need your help. They need um, your um, your strength, your, your distribution and things like that. But if you don't, no major label is going to be interested because they already have the artists that they're dealing with. And if they don't, 
then someone's going to bring them artists that they've already developed, that are already ready, that already have followers, that already have everything. Well, that's, well, that's just it. I mean, major labels for sure. I mean, there's a lot of like, you know, very powerful indie labels out there. Um, and, you Maybe. know, I, I used to work for one that, uh, uh, and I could tell you that like we would, we would search out, uh, I mean, we had an AR, A&R team that looked, you know, for, for new, uh, you know, hot music to an artist to work with. Um, but if we if we see that an artist has done absolutely no legwork to get the uh, like to get things going in any way, and it's like, well, we're not going to do all the work for you. It's like you got to be a self starter. Uh, in, it, in this it's business. going to be. It's a little bit like, hey, if you haven't done anything so far to get your music out there, then we probably can't depend on you to do anything once we sign you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Like what? Like you have to show like some. You have to be industrious. You know. You have now, to. The only way that changes is if you are amazing. Like you True. have a song or you have something that is so great. Yeah. But even then, it eventually becomes um, another cat issue. Feline attack. It eventually becomes a problem with um, with you know the 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 person even though if they're super talented eventually there's a, a it's it becomes more than it's worth you know it's just not worth it it doesn't matter how talented they are and you'll hear that uh, i don't care how talented they are they're not worth dealing with because they just don't do any work on their own yeah so, yeah sometimes people are like are just super talented and they do kind of create uh like a like a natural sort of buzz around them without having done uh, a lot of legwork. It does it does happen um, if you're yep. you know if you're it producing does. exceptional uh, type stuff. Um, but yeah, normally, uh, generally speaking, and I think this this isn't just for like you know labels and stuff like that. You just you have to get the ball rolling. You know you have to give people a good reason just to want to work with you. Um, you certainly cannot just expect people to be interested uh, if you haven't shown any kind of uh, uh, effort. Uh, in terms of like putting your stuff your stuff out there uh, at all, so yeah, yeah I think we've as a as a as far as my com production company and label go, I am now looking more for artists who can produce themselves than need me to produce them. Mm -hmm. I want to find people who are self sufficient and able to do all the things rather than me do it, and I will charge them very little to work with them every month and just advise them and right. and give them coaching and consulting versus doing it for them is going to get them nowhere. If I just do it for them, the minute I stop, they will stop. You know, mm -hmm. like the minute my team or whatever stops making them music and producing videos for them and, and pushing their social media and all that kind of stuff, it comes to a screeching halt because yeah. they won't do it. So I think my, my new strategy over the course of the next 25 years of my label is that if I continue to do this, it's going to be with artists that I think I'm really super interested in that are self-starters. And, and they're not only interesting uh, musically, but they're interesting because they will get out there and let people hear their music. Now, the only downside to that is eventually they will end up and go, you know what? I think I'm just going to start making baskets now for a while. And and they will also, uh, and, and as a label, you like to have control over something making money. So you want it to continue to make money, and you will generate that making money. And that's why labels sign artists to deals for uh, three to five years or whatever, so they can put together plans and say, I don't care what this artist does, they're under contract to put out music, and we will make sure that we continue to make income from them, and they won't just quit because they're 
artists, you know? So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I think that the, the you know, the whole, maybe the, just like the whole uh, point of this discussion is really, you know, it's like it, everyone that's listening is going to be at sort of a different point in, in the, their, their career, their trajectory as a, uh, as an artist or a musician, a composer, whatever. Um, and I really think that you kind of just have to sort of get in the habit of, of putting the, the pieces together as you go, rather than kind of just like waiting uh, and waiting and waiting for things to be kind of right, whatever that looks like in your mind to put things together, you know, just have to piece it together as you go. And speaking um, of, of as you go, one of the, the other important thing that I, when I, I gave a big talk to my students on the last night of class before they moved on to the next class. And I said, there's two things that you can do that will put you ahead of everyone else for the rest of your music career. And the first one is keep doing music. Yeah. Keep at it. Do it more than the next person as everyone else falls by the wayside and they just continue. As um, I just heard it talked about on a great podcast with uh, Dave Croft and Jesse from Sync My Music. If you haven't listened to that, it's pretty good. But Jesse talks about the waiting room analogy. And at first you're in this waiting room with thousands and hundreds of thousands of people. Everybody wants to get in sync music and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But in a year, that same waiting room is going to be less full because most of those people would have gone off and done something else. That's and right. in another year, yeah. that same group of people is going to be lighter and lighter until soon. You're one of the only, you're only 100 people in that waiting room and, and you're still standing. So the first piece of advice is to keep doing music because everyone else will quit. Yeah. And then my second piece of advice, and even more important, is keep doing music. It's a, it's a little, it's a little uh, on purpose to say the same thing twice, but I can't be more serious and emphatic with this, is that the longer you stay with this, the more possibilities of, do, of more work that will come your way. Because mm -hmm. if you quit, then the work won't come. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah. I Man, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I love that. I think you just have to keep pushing yourself. Uh, if this is something that you really want to do and pursue, then it's just like you just got to you can't give up, man. You just got to keep pushing yourself and and, and don't spin the wheels on the same thing. Uh, you know, if it's not working like, you know, just tr make sure you're trying new things, pushing yourself into uncomfortable situations. Uh, and and yeah, and, and just I don't know, just be experimental with it, too, especially in the in your initial uh, phases like just try try working with new genres try but you know making a song that you've never made before just push yourself to see what what it is that you're capable of doing um and and yeah reach out to to people that you know and 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 whatever man what just throw everything at the wall just throwing everything at the wall and see what sticks uh and and you'll and you'll figure it out it's just a matter of time it just, and it could take a while <laughs> so just but keep it, doing it keep getting better that's the other thing is yeah, that you just, um i i went back to school in my 40s to get my bachelor's and in my 50s to get my masters i i there is no stopping i mean and, and i just started teaching this year and then i have this youtube channel that just became a teaching thing and then i have all kinds of other things that I have new brand music brands that I put up a new music brand yesterday for the first time I put up a, a piece of this new music brand every day is a new opportunity to do something more either in being industrious about making music or being industrious about 
making income from music by getting out and finding ways to exploit your music or your abilities. Mm-hmm. And you just have to you have to be at it when everybody else isn't. And uh, it can get frustrating and, and, and you'll want to quit and you'll burn out and then you wait out the burnout and you come back and you get back into it. Yeah. And that's the key. That's just the key. Yeah, get I mean, back in the ring. I yep. still get music gigs because people email me and say, hey, do you think you hear a melody to this song? And I say, yeah. And a week later, a check arrives. So I'm just saying I get that because they've known me for 33 years. And they know that I create music and we've created music from time to time throughout the years. These clients, they keep coming back. They keep, as long as I'm still doing it, they'll keep coming back to me. You know, if I quit, they'll net, they won't, they'll be like, Oh, that's too bad. I had a song. All right. See you later. (laughs) You know, but because I was a check comes and that's the answer. I'm obliged to continue to be industrious as Bach says. So, yeah, speaking of industrious, I, I got to get back to writing music because I, I yes, took a solid I to drive. Now I took a solid to... week off of writing music to catch up with everything, and uh, I got back to it finally last night. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna write some music, and I it felt so good. So I'm gonna get back to that right now. <laughs> okay, well, I'm obliged to get dressed and go to school. So, everybody, thank you so much for being here today, and uh, Thanks, I hope that we've encouraged you a little bit, and we'll talk to you next week because we'll be here. We'll be here. (laughs) We'll always be here. (laughs) We'll always be here. How many episodes do you think we'll get to? (laughs) Before the wheels fall off. (laughs) 50 for sure is going to happen. I I, I feel good about that. We'll see. Maybe maybe this we'll stop and do season two after that or something. Yeah, season two. (laughs) Sounds good. Okay. Good chat. Yeah. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, Have a good week. Yep. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy, and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.